0: Hello, I'm Brooke Johnson. Welcome to my father's podcast. For this week's message or any of the messages in our archive, subscribe for free on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Bethel Christian Fellowship is a church that relies on the support of its community. We consider you a part of that community and we would love for you to participate in our financial life. You can do that at our website at drcraigjohnson.org. Whether you're new to this space or a regular pod listener, we're glad you're here. We believe that this message will bring you hope, encouragement, and guidance. God bless you.
1: Good morning, everybody. Could we greet our streaming family in the name of Jesus? God bless you. God bless you all. It's so good to see you today. I'm so happy to be home. I'm so happy to be back. It's um, it is something to recover from a s- little season of illness, and I've been resting and I've been taking meds, and they tend to dry me up a little bit. So if you hear me sort of uh, a little tad dry this morning, that's what it is. They've given me some blood pressure meds that are sort of drying me up, and. Beloved, this is a very special day today. Uh, the Lord put on my heart um, nothing formal. I don't have any notes. But I wanted to just if I could give thread a few themes today. Because I feel the Lord had put on my heart that the next season is going to be a little bit of a delicate passage. I think for the next few weeks, it's going to be very important for all of us to hear a clear and certain sound from the Lord. Did you know in the Bible, trumpets were very significant? When God wanted to call the people of Israel together in assembly they would blow trumpets, in fact, silver trumpets. And when they were going to call the people of God to war, they would bring a certain trumpet sound. And you knew what kind of a group or assembly you were in in Israel when you were to move and when you were to go because of the specific trumpet sound that you heard. And you would respond to that trumpet sound. During times of worship, the trumpets were involved and brought in. And the thing about trumpets was that they would banish confusion. They would banish any sense of misunderstanding. And they would bring a certain guidance. And I think for the next few weeks, we're going to need certain guidance. The Lord gave me three words this morning, and I'm going to speak them, then I'm going to address them. The word offense. The next few weeks, it's going to be very important not to be offended. Not to become how you become. The devil loves when we're offended with one another. He loves when we're offended at God, especially. And he loves the discombobulation that comes with offense. So it's going to be very important the next few weeks to not be offended, to maintain a pure heart that's not offendable. Secondly, to be distracted. The next few weeks, it's going to be very important to just keep a singular focus on what the Lord is leading in our lives right now and not to become distracted. And third, to become confused. Confusion, these are all the tools of the enemy. Offense, distraction, and confusion. And I think it's going to be very important that we keep a clear heart and a clear focus. And I had a text, uh, it was just a verse from Matthew chapter 11, verses 2, 3, and 4. It says, when John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? And Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see, that the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised and the good news is proclaimed to the poor and blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. Or one translation says, blessed is anyone who's not offended at me. Now, what's very interesting is John the Baptist was a very clear thinking man of clarity when he was outdoors. But he had been arrested, and he had, put in, he had been put in a prison cell. And now he was in a dank cell, and now he was being uh, attacked with vagueness, and he was confused, and he was a little bit not unsure about the ministry of Jesus. was not that something? This is the man who was called by God to announce the Messiah. And he went through a, a season where he wasn't absolutely clear What was going on when he went into the prison cell? And so the Lord Jesus sent clear direction to John. He said, tell John the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised. Now are those clear clarion signs? You can see when someone who is blind their entire life is healed. That's pretty clear. When you can see a crippled person who's never been able to walk, rise up and walk, that's pretty clear. When someone with leprosy had been way, eaten away to nothing and they were immediately healed in a moment, that was absolutely clear. When the deaf who had never heard had heard, you could that was pretty simple. And when the dead had come up from beyond the grave that was pretty evident and so the Lord gave these self-evident clarion trumpet calls to John he said John I'm the Messiah don't be offended don't be distracted don't be confused I want pristine clarity in your precious heart I am the fulfillment of all your hopes and all your dreams. And when I read this text, the Lord just put on my heart that the next season in our lives, he's going to be calling us to a very pristine clarity. Because the enemy is only effective when he is able to bring the cloud or the webbing or the funk Of offense distraction and confusion that's what he does and when we when we lose our focus and we're distracted and when we become offended and we're just caught up in the normal nine-to-five we can get so hazy and we can get so fuzzy that sometimes we lose a sense of grounding we lose a sense of security we lose a sense of safety. Last week we were talking about the, uh, the interesting event of um, David's son who sought to dethrone him in an illicit coup. And we saw the enemy through Adonijah, David's wicked son, tried to bring confusion a lack of clarity tried to bring a sense of uh haze over all of israel and and to bring a sense of confusion with regard to the leadership and the scripture says that david immediately roused the people and he said i want you to take solomon and i want you to put Solomon on the throne and I want you to crown him king and they took a horn they took the shofar and they blew the horn and they declared that Solomon was king and all the confusion that was going on just blocks away in Adonijah's camp was straightened out and That's what the Lord put on my heart. I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray for a spirit of clarity. We don't need to be frightened about what's coming up but we just need to be centered and we need to be stable and we need to be aware. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now for my precious, precious brethren who are listening today and watching today. I pray, Holy One, for the clarity of your Holy Spirit right now. I pray for a clear trumpet sound I pray, Lord, that any confusion that the enemy would attempt to bring to these precious ones, Lord. That by your Holy Spirit, you would take it and you would wash it away. And Lord, any of the enemy's attempts to distract from your sovereign will in our lives today, Lord. That you would bring a clarion call, Lord. And Lord, for any of my precious brethren that are tempted in any way, shape, or form to be offended, whether it would be offended at you, Lord, offended our loved ones, offended at our spouses, our families, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would give us such a clear heart and a clear mind Going into the next few weeks. Father, we pray for the shofar horn, the clear horn of your anointing and your favor to guard our minds and hearts and our families and our leadership decisions the next few weeks. We pray for our church, Lord. We pray for all of our brethren, Lord, and all of our extended families that are committed to Bethel Christian Fellowship, Lord. Mm -hmm. That you would visit us with clear vision and insight. That you would prepare the new doors that you're going to be opening to our ministries new opportunities of service to you. And Lord, we pray for a precious anointing of your Holy Spirit, of fire to fall upon us, to consecrate us, Lord God, for a whole new season yet ahead of our church, yet yet ahead of our families, Lord God. We pray for extra mercy, Lord, in your guidance, that you would equip us with practical understanding in the next steps we're supposed to take. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? Well, hello. Um, it's a very interesting day today. And um, we are, you know, we are always, flexible to the move of the Holy Spirit. As you can see, it's a little out of the ordinary today because um, I just wanted to say those things that I said. And then um, we have a precious brother in the Lord today uh, who is visiting today, and he just had... uh, A great loss, and um, this is is something that things like this we can't plan for, but um, I wanted Brian to come for a few minutes, if he would, and just open his heart. And then I would like us as a church to pray for him. Brian Golden has been a gift to this house for so many years. And um, one of the things in the journey of life is that we run into situations and circumstances that we can't control. And um, Brian's... um, one of his sons uh, took his life, May 5th, and this is a, a fresh wound and situation, and um, normally I wouldn't take time like this, but today is just going to be what it's going to be. And uh, we'll, you all uh, can extend your love and your hands uh, at home. Not going to have a formal teaching beyond what we've just done, and I just want him to share his heart a little bit, and then we'll just sort of, we'll just let God move, and then uh, what do whatever it is that we we need our liberty to do today? Can you can you say Amen to that? Amen, amen. Brian. Coming, coming. Share your heart. However, whatever's in your heart, God's God. God can bless us. We love you. We love you so much. Thank you Well, um, <clears throat>
2: um my son Fabian who was here um, for about 5 years. And, um, he, he was, um, battling some things that, uh, some evil things that had happened to him. And, um, he knew he was very loved and supported, but, um, um, that was not, it wasn't really enough for him. He, he really lost, um hoped that he could get through it and um, there's a lot of bits and pieces to it but um, one of the things that I really um, seen from the Lord is how he worked with Job and um, when when God allowed satan to roam around come up and roam around with the sons of god and he um actually said have you seen my servant job (laughs) and um and he initiated that and it's such a kind of a puzzling thing of um why would god do that you know and but one of the things is that that the um, that God did through that incredibly difficult um, circumstances for Job, he lost everything. He lost his kids, he lost uh, everything he owned, and then physically. Uh, and if you've ever had to be in pain. You know, emotionally, physically, the whole sense of loss—it's just—it's crazy. But when you look at um, what Peter and James said—that you know, count it when you when you have various trials, um, count it all joy. Why would that be the case? Because there is reward. It brings God glory. And benefits you he works things together for you it's not a cheesy verse the depth of it is amazing it's an opportunity um, before the entire court of heaven in and, and the world to um, affirm the goodness of God God's good when things are great and God's a light when it's dark he's he's the same he's good and um, when you have a foundation and you know that then the worst things could happen to you worst case scenarios can happen to you and we're exceptionally sad and misphavian and we get ambushed by emotions all the time all kinds of emotions but it is not an issue about is god there is he good Um, he is our rock you know rescues us comforts us Um, you see god doing all kinds of things and um, I think the, the two things that I really wanted to share in, in thinking about it, clarity is a good word, is one, you can be in the midst of tremendous loss and not even necessarily understand why or, you know, the, the people that maybe somebody does something to you, maybe you do something terrible. Um, or you don't, you know, because life has a lot of difficult things happening. Um, <clears throat> however, when you know God and you have a good foundation, it doesn't rock you, uh, your faith, you know, God's there, but it's, um, every single emotion is gut wrenching and and it's hard and it could be, it could attack you. And the challenge really is, and this is the application. The application is to not get bitter, not to chew on the things or the people that just, you know, are out to destroy you. um, Or the circumstances or all the things you've lost um because that would turn into you know a, a root of bitterness it'll turn into and you'll miss the the life in front of you you're going to miss the the things that God's doing in Job's story God blessed him you know in this life <laughs> with more family you know doubled everything and in um and in eternity. Um, the, the value of that. It's like if somebody, the analogy that I like is if you're playing Monopoly and somebody says, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks for that hotel. And you're like, oh, you're crazy. No, no, no. I'll give you like 20, dollars $20 <laughs> for the hotel. You'd be like, yeah, of course. I'd take 20 actual dollars. And um, because that's, that is the gold that your trials and all the things you suffer turn into um, when you endure them and so um, for my wife and I and our family what I call the gift of Fabian is our family's all over the world our kids live in um, Fabian had actually just gotten back from Poland and we're living in Chicago but we have kids in um, Washington and Hawaii and Australia and everybody came together And um, it was amazing. And the thing that God was doing is getting people unstuck, either with each other or with the Lord. And we could see that. Amazing things God was doing um, out of this and continues to do. And that's my encouragement that you, you know, okay, God, what are you doing in this horrific storm? What are you doing? And um, God will show you and he'll give you, Tremendous insight, and prepare you for the next <laughs> thing, or things that people are going through. And when I was just sitting here just now, I was I was like, Lord, what is what is the thing? And because um, uh, I really felt like to come here this moment, and um, honestly, it was just walking in, and Craig just gives me this three-minute awkward long hug. It was the most awesome thing, because it's where you get um, a chance to, you know, people say, well, you need to tell your story, even if it's it's painful, and I haven't, <laughs> because every time you tell it, it's, it's so painful, but just walking in um, with somebody who was willing to let me stand here and potentially say stupid things and (laughs) do dumb stuff or just be a complete train wreck as I told him it might be Um, and he's like he's good with it Um, and that's amazing and that's amazing and so it's just one more cool thing in the midst of unbelievable loss um, that God's doing and I think that um, to finish I would say <clears throat> the one of the greatest um, st- or the best stories you know any movie stories it's where it's you know Lord of the Rings where Frodo and Sam are having that moment and even with Gollum sitting there and that they're just on the edge of Mordor and it's bleak and bitter and it's like it's terrible there's like no hope and we're never going to get to the a bazillion orcs in the way and they're like you know these are the great stories where they wanted to go back but only they didn't give up you know and um, uh, it feels like in America right now there's 10,000 orcs standing between I don't know whatever the <laughs> maybe more than 10,000 orcs so don't you know don't give up um, um, you know we're this life there's a lot of amazing things and you'll miss it if you get stuck with the root of bitterness and stuck and just have malice at other people or malice at god god's good god is good so thank you thank you so much
1: tom could you come up tom gretchen come up dennis come up Thank you, Father God. Let's put our hands upon our precious brother. Could we extend our hands at home? This is one family. That's all this is right now. It's for God's precious little son, Brian. We love him so much. And Father, we wrap. Brian's family, all of them together in our arms. Precious Holy Spirit, comforter. You understand what goes on in the very heart of God. Lord, that you would comfort a mother and a father beyond words, God. That you would be nourishment, life, hope, and comfort. That you would reach through our arms and our hearts O God and comfort your son and his wife and his siblings God first of all we thank you Jesus Christ for dying for this precious precious young man who is in your arms who is in your arms and who is in your presence we thank you first and foremost for the sacrifice of the son of God which opened the way to heaven to this precious, precious boy. That you've known him from the moment he was conceived in the womb, Lord, and you brought him and you said live, and he did live. And Lord, we thank you, God, that you understand all these things that we don't and can't and won't. We don't have to. But we thank you, Jesus, that you took the pain and the anguish. So that Fabian would know you and your love and your forgiveness and your tenderness. And I thank you, Jesus, for your blood, which is the final word on every issue. And for Brian Golden, and Lord, and everyone to do with him, we pray that you would do something redemptive and holy and gracious. That would heal them inside and out. That would embrace them, God. That every ember of your promise over all of their lives would come to pass. That everything you've ever said, oh God, will come to pass. That everything this family has been promised will come to pass to pass and we thank you that even this would be swallowed up death would be swallowed up in life and this would not even be a twitch of the flame of God in their lives Lord nothing that will, will remove for one moment every promise of this family God we know it takes time oh God but we ask that you would send men women boys and girls to nourish them each of them To give them the intimate touch each of them needs, spirit, soul, and body, Lord, the next year, the next two years. You would just unravel every hurt involved in this and make sense. And a million sermons you would add, oh God, to their lives and to their meaning, Lord God, because of this. And we come against the enemy. In his wicked offense, in his wicked distraction, in his wicked confusion, in his attempt to do something here, he is a total failure, a complete and utter failure. And we thank you, Lord, that you will resurrect out of this horror something beyond anything we could ask or thank God. Death would be swallowed up in life. Death was your sting. Grave was your victory. Have your way in this family, both now and forever, O God. Comfort them in unique ways. Send them friends to be able to bring healing to them. Therapists, counselors, friends that will be able to bring the life of God to this every element of this, oh God. Take your wonderful iron and iron out every con- considerable wrinkle. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, all glory both to you now and forever, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you put your hands together and give the Lord praise for his victory? Amen. Can you give the Lord praise? We can throw him death and he handles it. Oh, my gosh. Dearest brother, thank you for opening your heart and thank you so much. That is our service today, Brian. We love you. We love you, dearest what an honor and a privilege that you would come here today. This is why I did not have any formal teaching today. The Lord just, you know, gave me these themes, and I said, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I said, I have to, you know, have my gun locked and loaded. He says, no, you don't. No, it's going to take care of itself. How many years has it been since I've interrupted, in, I say, a normal service? Well, maybe it's going to continue, because in the future we're not going to have normal services anymore. We're going to have divine interruptions, amen. And are you flexible to go with that, and not get all weird and?
2: <laughs> well, if anybody remembers, if anybody remembers back far enough to the upper room in Old Agora, yes, <laughs> no, it was just a giant interruption. They don't remember. That's a giant. If you've heard Craig at all, he tells you about moving up the, moving up through the valley one one uh, freeway exit at a time, off (laughs) ramp at a time.
1: Forty-five years to get here. And
2: actually, (laughs) it's not entirely true because he actually was in Old Agora, and then was going the other way towards the valley, Calabasas, and then in um, Brentwood even and then started to slowly come back, so, um. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's, that's exactly it, you know, um, your, the, the purpose and clearly what God has you in this area and preaching the same, the, the gospel, you know, and, um, that, that feels like the exact thing that the word that we've had through, through this, and, um, in the same way, God's pr- pr- you know, had prepared us for this to a degree. There's no way to prepare for what happened, but he gave us a heads up. It would be um, a, a season of of de- family, and then also personally, it's like a season of death, and, and there was numerous other deaths, um, some real horrific ones, but um, nothing like this. But I think that God, um, he you know, he uses... He takes the stuff and he uses it and it turns it into precious gems and gold and the the thing that I come to mind with your how many sermons about how you make the oil, you know, and, and, and grounding in and the giant, you know, you break stuff down and cr- crushing and all the crushing, that's like a third of your sermons right there, the crushing and the <laughs>
0: um,
2: And I would do, this is the point where Craig would have a good imitation of somebody and i can't do that but it's true and then uh and then uh you know and that'd be the word and you'd walk out and go oh the crushing that's such a good sermon and then uh and then but god would do stuff and you'd walk through it and you would recognize god you know doing doing those things and you would recognize him doing those things and having to deal with it and that's the That's the, that's the good stuff because you really get to know, um, you get to know the Lord. You get to know these intimate revel, you know, personal relationship stuff, um, with God that he teaches you. That's, um, you may have known the head knowledge of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. But then you, you get that relational part where, ah, and, um, you get addicted to that really, to be honest. So, uh, it is, it is. And uh so, you know, that's it's almost a side benefit, um um to nobody prays for let's you know, persecution, but that's you know, if the church had more adversity, um, it you know, the church would be um pure and powerful and all the things we're praying for, but it takes a lot of crushing. You gotta do more sermons on crushing. <coughs> kidding uh, thank you so anyways but i i uh, i thank you for for all the years of service and the and all of the um faithfulness um, because it, it pays off when you when you have to go through it, it, it you know your that foundation is imperative if you're going to endure and get through the all all of those things
1: so. you know well, well, Brian is making reference to things that most people don't know what we're talking about, like the upper room. Well, uh, when I was very young, when I was a teenager, I would do, I did three Bible studies a week. But, we, you know, we would play the guitar and do some worship. And then I had no Bible knowledge. I was as ignorant as a stump. I didn't know anything about the Bible. So I would go in every day and I would be in a room praying, God, please speak to me, give me something to say. And he'd give me a verse, and I'd go out and makeshift talk about a verse for a few minutes, and then I would be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And so we would worship, and then we would be quiet, and then we would be silent. And then uh, there was no formality to it, and God would show up and i would give a word of knowledge to somebody in the back and then they would pray for that person and there was just no order
2: and that was the canao you know um, that was the season in the canao valley cuz it was a number of you know it was it was it was the, the it was it was a revival really it was i i i got saved in in that and i thought that was just regular normal christianity <laughs> and then it turns out it's not but but it was, um, you know, it was a great season, and um, and then then we got mature and we're better now and stuff. And,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then everything got boring, and uh, and and it was serendipitous, and the presence of God was in the services, and that's what we were, we went for, and.
2: and tons of kids got saved.
1: Oh yeah, uh, tons of teenagers, and there would be uh, I had a hundred people in a room like. This big, uh, we had three different houses uh, all over the San Bernardino Valley, packed full of people.
2: And it was messy.
1: It was very oh, it was messy. The Bible says you you, you want a, you know you want an ox, you gotta have poop. Gotta poop. But if you if you, you if you don't have an ox, then you can have a nice clean dead boring church. And so I would just show up, and God would show up, and there was just no rhyme or reason for it and we offended all the religious people because we didn't know what we were doing and and the religious people thought we were trying to steal their sheep and you know And i said i don't steal sheep i just grow good grass and then that became a hair then i was a rebel then they were after me as a stubborn uh you know sheep stealer and and we're just having a ball and and we didn't really have money and uh uh, you know, and we had Frank Sinatra's wife used to be at my things. We had Boone's family used to be at my things, I and mean, we had Burt Reynolds manager. We had all kinds of Richard Hatch. remember Richard Hatch? What was that show he was on? Battlestar Galactica this was this guy was one of the biggest stars in the world and he'd sit right there in the front row At my Bible studies and everybody thought I had something going for me nothing But it was the Lord and it was serendipitous and it was all over the valley and it was happening everywhere
2: Yeah, it was good and uh, the guy one of the people that I Adored and remember rusty Russell Russell and he was a guy who knew the Bible Uh, he um, and he passed away not too long ago in Georgia, the country of Georgia. But um, it was—I remember—we were in—we we there was a Friday night Bible study in Westlake, and Rusty, he would teach, and he he must have been like twenty, twenty-two years old, and, and you were similar, maybe a a year or so, and and Rick, and there was there's people Mike, uh, uh, De, uh Defusco, he was great guitar but there's all these different people with and the thing that was amazing was um they'd be like the old they were the old people they were everybody else was like you know 14 15 16 and uh, and then the
1: ancient.
2: yeah and, and people would teach and say stuff and then um, and the God would show up and uh, it would be amazing it, it was kind of piggybacking on the, the there was the movie that came out um recently um yeah, so this is like kind of just the after of that out here, mm-hmm. and um you know it was, and um but yeah, it just seemed like it was that was the that was the normal um yeah you'd you you carried your bible everywhere you'd run into people you know in a supermarket and and God would do something, and um you know, uh, at school, there's all the schools, the public schools, at high school Bible studies, uh, at lunchtime till you got kicked off. We got kicked off the campus. We even go over to the Calabasas from Agora, to Calabasas to go to their studies, and, wow. and then I think they got kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was uh, it was amazing, and in um, and every church, even the even the the you know the old you know stuck in their ways churches, pfft, God blew the doors off a lot of those churches too. It's amazing. So, um, and a
1: lot of music came out of it too. Oh yeah.
2: It's crazy good.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so we are sitting here. We're on, uh, this is, uh, Reyes Adobe, right? So the first place we had a Bible study was Chesbro down here. Right. And then Chesbro, that's one down, Right. So Chesbro was where the upper room was, and it's where we met, and it's where that sort of was the first. And then there were there was a place uh, lost. Uh, there was a, we were at Liberty Liberty Hills, Liberty Canyon, Liberty Canyon Christian School down yeah. here, a little bit down there, yeah. right? But uh, and you we were on the west side. We st- uh, we were on the west side for a while. But the point was, it's taken me 45 years. <laughs> To get from uh, Liberty Canyon to you know, Chesbro to Reyes Adobe here, and we are still here. Now, now let me f- first of all tell you, I have no interest in Agoura Hills, no interest in the people of Agoura Hills. I mean, God bless them all, and I'm sure Jesus died for them and loves them, but I I, I, ha, <laughs> ha, Gretchen says, are you sure? There's always a woman asking questions. And I just never had a heart for this area. And if you, you know, I like Westlake, right? We were in Westlake for a long time. But uh, I, I, I could never tell you why I am still in this area. And I cannot get out of this area, whether I want to or not. And it is uh, it's one of those things. I'm 64 years old and I cannot explain to you why I am why we are still here. But I know we are here for a purpose and a strategic reason. And I still believe that we're standing on the brink of the greatest outpouring of God in human history, which is what I've been told since I was five. And my son, Grant, sarcastically says, Dad, what are you preaching today besides we're standing on the brink of the greatest outpouring of God in human history? And I said that young boys are going to be judged when they mock their fathers. And we're standing on the brink of the greatest outpouring of God in human history. So, so I am still saying this. We still belong to this wider ring of what God is doing, but we don't still know at this moment w- what we're doing
2: i you know that's that's the that's the sermon when you are talking about the clarity and purpose um when you think of um Jeremiah really comes to mind because you know um he was he was preaching very unpopular you know look babylon's coming gonna wipe it wipe everybody out um because you guys have been such terrible sinners, <laughs> so comply and it'll go well and and uh, Zedekiah was the the last king, and he he would have these secret meetings with Jeremiah to hear the word of the Lord. He's like, "Tell me the word, of the Lord." And he's like, "Okay, okay, that's good, that's good, but let's not really tell anybody, because they're gonna think, you know, they're gonna be like like it's like uh you know you're like you're a traitor." <laughs> and um, and then he ended up sneaking out, and that didn't go that well. But he lost his eyes and his kids. There's a lot of trauma there. But um, he was Jeremiah was faithful to the message, and for those for the ones that would listen to him, were were prepared. Oh, sorry. Um, were prepared, and I think that's the thing when you listen to what God um, is saying, and you're read, reading the Bible, keeping an ear to the Spirit. Then, then the storms of life. They're difficult- It doesn't make them easier, um, and you're sad, and with our loss, like, you know, we just get ambushed by emotions every day. Um, but your confidence in God isn't shaken. And um, the Ricabites, right? The ones that they didn't, um, they moved into Jerusalem. They, they, they said, "What are you guys doing?" He's like, he put wine before him, and they wouldn't drink the wine. Why wouldn't you drink the wine? Because our dad said not to, and so we don't and he used them as an example of that was something that god had them doing and they were loyal and so uh, he used them as a great example and i think that that's the the age you know the thing just to circle back you can't get caught up in and get bitter by uh, you have to have hope you have to know know god and um And I think even though it's been 45 years, um, you, you can endure all the storms that come and, you know, again, eternal, uh, reward. So that's, um, that is my two cents.
1: Well, we, we do the next right thing every day. We walk in the light that we have every day and. If you think that's not good advice, uh, think again. Because we only have enough light to see the next right step that we take each day. And um, yeah, I did the theological education thing. Yeah, I've educated myself over time. Yeah. But it's been catch is, catch can and that is usually how real life is lived anyway, if you've realized that. You do the next right thing. You walk in the light that you have. You pray God sends the right people in your life so that he can guide you to the next uh, step. And and then in the midst of all of it, you just sort of... Um, I look back now. I mean, Rick Rick just walked in. Uh again, spirit-led timing and he's right on time for his moment. You have no idea what you've been unless you've been listening. Ha! Oh, he was listening. He's with the CIA. He's got a little he's got a little rapier base with an attachment in his ear here. He's trying to hear things with he couldn't he had to come in because the doctrine got so bad he had to break it up well come on brick if you've been listening thank god finally you were you were finally listening at the right time
3: all right first off <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <was> going on. <laughs>
3: I met Craig, he was teaching uh, barefooted in his parents' apartment in Santa Monica. And it was crowded and packed, and uh, we had to step over people to get in, and I was, I think, 21, and I thought, who is this kid? And uh, I was with a a gal who was uh, a girlfriend from Pepperdine, and we were being brought down from a couple other people. And she said, well, maybe I could get my hair healed. She had real bad damaged hair. And they said, oh, spiritual things. Stay with spiritual things. And she said, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) And uh, we get there, we tiptoe through the crowd. Up the stairs, people are sitting up and down the stairs on the outside of the building, listening in through the window. And um, when we get in, we, we get a spot against the wall, and then Craig said, this is just from the Holy Ghost, someone's hair won't grow? <laughs> and she just ran up there crying with a bunch of bald guys (laughs) 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 but she did she did get her hair healed it's beautiful it's beautiful uh yeah it was really uh perm damaged or something and so um that's where i got in on the timeline and then craig took a year off and then he went He showed up, uh, you know, it was like this, when's Craig going to start teaching again? No one knows. And then uh, it started in Agora. And then went from there to Liberty Canyon. Um, Then opened up an official church down in West L.A. I thought, that's a big thing to forget.
2: Was that, that was that the Brentwood? Yeah, Brentwood, yeah. Yeah. Like
1: Brentwood. School. Brentwood Bangwood
3: School? Yes, three days a week and then went to a garage, someone's garage in their backyard.
2: And didn't in Brentwood have the teaching how the gospel
3: Well, that was a adjunct and uh, auxiliary teaching on Wednesday nights. <laughs> that he was trying every geographic area, so he, he thought I know I'm going to open up in South Bay and Hermosa Beach. It was, that was so stupid. <laughs> We had a connection there. Um, another girlfriend of mine, but <laughs> <laughs> oh. and uh, Yes. Yes, that was amazing. A lot of people came. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, look at what happened after. But anyways, uh, so we also had a, so the church was officially started then. That was 83. And then we moved around down there for a while. Um, Rented a a Presbyterian church on 2nd Street. Went up to Sixth Street to uh, in, Arizona. In, in Arizona, another church there, and we were there for a while, and then he started making his way back to the Valley. Um, found a place, a Presbyterian place in uh, um, Canoga, Canoga Park. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. We we're there for a year, and uh, then moved to A.E. Wright Middle School. Calabasas and then uh, a church building uh, of our own opened up because we were all renting there for just the hour that we're there and then um, so that was right over on uh, off Agora uh, Deary 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 in uh, in Agora Agora sucked them back in (laughs) too bad Too bad none of the people around here are. (laughs) They should pray about getting a heart for the people around here. (laughs) What might happen? (laughs) So those were good years. have our own building and not have to load and unload every day and Mike could set up permanently. Um, and uh, so, I don't want to go any, any more history, I think.
1: <laughs> Unless there was a point to
3: <laughs> The point, the point was to, um supply the missing manuscripts to make a complete, a a complete account, oh, Theophilus, of the things which we have all seen and heard and done. Um, No, uh, but it was following the cloud. It was following the cloud of God, and every place was, had a different group of people. It was amazing. Um, I wasn't a part of any of these. I was just informed. As an assistant pastor, where would we be going next? Hey, me and Betty found an awesome place (laughs) 60 miles from here. (laughs) Somehow, uh, but it it reached a whole new group of people. And it it was amazing. I didn't have to carry it. I didn't have to have the faith for it. I just kind of watched, you know. And said, well, that sounds like a good idea. Um, and it was amazing to see God bring in. Uh, I mean, so many of these people that came are, are, are in ministry now in different places all around the world. We had a woman that we uh, met in, uh, in uh, South Bay that became head of Concerned Women for America. And is in Washington, D.C., Uh, Working all these years Um, a lot of so You never know what God's going to do and Just praise God for uh, To be alive in this time Wow Just thank God every day. I'm still alive. I can shave Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord for the blessing on this house and for uh, just ministering to all that you want to bring here I thank you. It was person by person inch by inch soul by soul um, you count by ones thank you lord for uh, a new season here and bringing in the people that you strategically are are uh... wanting to touch in a new way and i pray for your anointing to re- return on craig in a new way like he had the freedom of old and walked around and and prayed for people and had uh... the gifts of the spirit flowing we just pray for a restoration of that. Um, thank you, thank you, Lord. I thank you uh, as uh, I've heard. I've heard preach the three stages of the dream: the dream, the death of the dream, the resurrection of the dream. And we receive that resurrection in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Bless His holy name. Well, you know what so be it in the name of jesus that was a that was a marvelous and odd day no but it's uh that was normal to me you know this this is normal and uh
2: one of the striking features and you'll you'll i know you'll amen this i remember when i was uh i was like 15 16 and i walked in And um, I forget which location it was, but there was just people laying all over the place. I went early and um, people were just praying like before, uh, you know, people were always um, just such a a backbone of this whole valley is people whose names I don't even, you know, I know I, I have some pictures come to mind, but just the intercessory prayer. Um, that was always going on um and uh in the worship just God doing you know it was always uh it was just seems hand in hand you know and that was uh just made a, an impression on me and uh, like everybody who went it was uh it was almost like you know like dessert because it w- it was it was uh so rich, so um, that to me seemed such a, a catalyst for things God was doing. Yeah.
1: Mm. Well, he's not finished, he's not finished. You know. Anyone who watches us knows that um, this was Catherine Coleman's pul- pulpit. This is the pulpit that she ministered from at Melody Land Christian Center. and Pretty much anyone in the last 80 years, uh, anyone you could mention, from all Roberts to uh, all spoke. Uh, my mentor, Dr. Walter Martin, spoke, taught his teaching on the cults and the occults from this pulpit. Melody Land Christian Center Dr. John Warwick Montgomery taught his cassette uh, series called Sensible Christianity which was one of the first apologetic sets of tapes ever put out three sets of tapes that was done from this so it was just serendipitous that the Lord let me have this because the guy that took Melody Land over was gonna throw it in a wood chipper and so he told them to go destroy it and the secretary's stole it and they brought it here to Derry Road and they said pastor we know you're a revival history man and we know that you will treasure this and as offbeat as it is and as off-shaped as it is and chipped and whatever it represents head and heart meal and all word and spirit to me and so it's been just like a little uh, uh piece of revival history I carry around in the back of my car you know all these years and uh it's precious to me, and it just reminds me of all the, uh, Catherine's ministry to me was the greatest uh, ministry of signs and wonders and healing uh, I, uh, we've ever seen. Nobody before or since her had been like her, and uh, she was precious to my heart. <clears throat> and um, and I just think it's a, it's a symbol that, that uh, uh, I'm comforted to sit behind and to lean on, you know, and it's funny the older i get the more i lean on this and i think what a precious uh, symbol so you know all that in a bag of chips and whatever god wants to do with any of this it could uh, it could look uh, could look very well to him if he does the right thing <laughs> it would certainly reflect well on you lord if you have <laughs> blessed me <clears throat> yeah yeah It could be like a movie in reverse. Yeah, literally everyone in the history of Melody Land spoke from this uh, over a 40, 40, 50-year period of time. And um, I am just, um, his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he gets all the praise. For whatever it uh, turns out well, he gets all the praise. Whatever was a screw-up, I take all the responsibility for that. All right. The Lord bless you and keep you The Lord make his face to shine upon you and lift his countenance unto you and give you peace <clears throat> and bring conclusion to your life and your ministry and <clears throat> to, to make sense of all of your life and uh, in Jesus name Amen God bless you
0: we hope today's message has been a blessing to you and if it has please visit our website at drcraigjohnson.org There you can find additional messages of encouragement. And if our ministry has been a blessing to you, please consider us in your ministry giving, as we depend solely on the financial assistance of our listeners like yourself. Also, please feel free to send any personal prayer requests. You can find us online at drcraigjohnson.org. God bless you.